1: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
2: And it's a Friday morning. It's March 3rd, 2023. Do hope you're having a great Friday and that your Lent is going well. We'll be talking about Lent a little bit later on in the program. First off, after the news. Of course, it is a Friday. I always look forward to my segments with Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, giving us the inside word, all the great programming, so much going on during lent and really important to make sure that we are doing the best to stay close to the lord and really understand what this season is about we will discuss with doug because there's again great resources for you to not just make your way through lent but to make it a really good lent fact check friday i think you're going to find this segment very interesting i went back to the catechism right catechism of the catholic church have that in your office your bedroom next to your bible It's incredible. And also, don't forget, Father Michael Schmitz has a beautiful series going on now called The Catechism in a Year, following up on the Bible in a Year. It's such a wealth of information and really shows us how we are to look at everything through the lens of Scripture and the teachings of the Catholic Church, even when it comes to things like the media, and especially the media. The Church has tons of teachings on proper usage of the media. So I'm going to take a look at the segments in the catechism regarding the use of social communications and how that compares to what's going on now in the state of Florida. We'll also have a quick report in the news about this new law that is uh, very close to becoming reality in the state of Florida regarding the media and defamation of character lawsuits, where the governor is very concerned about the little guy having no recourse when big media come in and want to promote a particular agenda. And the media reaction in Florida and across the country is very interesting. Uh, I was reading to my local listeners when I did my Two Cents segment just about an hour ago and really dove into this very deeply about the fact that the, one of the big newspapers, the Tampa Bay Times, does what they called a news story. There was no label that it was a commentary or an op-ed. And in the very first paragraph, they violate. They violate the fact that they're concerned about truth and the way they write this lead paragraph. And I'll I'll see if I can dig it up again and share it with you. But more importantly, the panel discussion, which was held earlier in February, was fascinating because Nicholas Sandman was a part of it. And you remember Nicholas, the Covington High School student from Kentucky who was with the other kids from the March of Life, standing there waiting for their bus at the end of the March. And they all of a sudden are thrust into this this controversy, which turned out to be false. And it was he was painted as the one, as being the antagonist, and it was just the opposite. Okay, so he sued since then. It was several years ago. Won a few cases, lost a few, a few steps forward, a few steps back. And there were other either attorneys or people who were victimized by the media, and story after story of story of how the media just made things up, just made things up editing particular documentaries such as in the Katie Curris gun story to make it look as if the people involved in the interview didn't know what they were talking about when they actually did. It's just really amazing to have all those people together and then it's put right in your face to realize how bad the situation. Archbishop Chaput always said, and I I have him quoted in many of my books, we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us. And boy, when you listen to this panel discussion, you can see how the media have worked on people in terms of not only impacting them individually, but putting out a certain narrative or agenda that affects all of us because we're not getting the truth. And the Catholic Church is very specific, especially in the Catechism, regarding truth and the use of social communication. So we'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday. And then we have a great resource for you. We have Father Mark Toops joining us, and he has the Ascension Lenten Companion, Really helping us understand that it's never too late to start a Lenten practice. Look, we all have issues and goes ups and downs right during Lent, but our God is a God of U-turns. As long as we have a contrite heart, we begin again. As St. Teresa of Avila would tell her sisters when they came out of the confessional, sisters, daughters, begin again, begin again. So, it should be a good show. I do hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour. We'll talk about a lot of really interesting topics. As far as the weather is concerned, we are really still having a a lot of issues out there from the west all the way to the east, down south. Uh, We've got all sorts of problems, and we'll have updates in the newscast. But just let me give you a brief summary of the weather and what that looks like. So, the National Weather Service is saying a potent winter storm producing a heavy path of snow from the upper Midwest through New England through today and also tomorrow significant sleet and freezing rain possible just south of the heaviest snow further south severe thunderstorms may bring damaging winds and tornadoes over the southeastern part of the country heavy rain may produce flooding in the ohio valley high winds are likely in the tennessee valley so really all over the place they're saying here in michigan now we've got a storm warning but the weird thing is is that the temperatures they're saying we're going to get a lot of snow and ice but the temperatures are going to be like 40 degrees so if we do get it and it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to stay around very long. So we'll see what happens, but be careful out there. We'll have an update for you, as a matter of fact, right now as we begin the news. Five minutes past the hour. It's a Friday, March 3rd, and you are listening to EWTN. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signing legislation that prohibits medical professionals or anyone else from providing gender transition procedures to anyone under the age of 18. Catholic News Agency reporting that ban includes both surgeries and hormone treatments. In addition to banning surgery on reproductive organs, the law prohibits facial surgeries, voice surgeries, hair reconstruction, or any other aesthetic procedure designed to make the child appear as though he or she is the opposite sex. Children born with a medically verifiable sex development disorder, however, are exempt from that law. Trey Thomas tells us Walgreens says it will not be dispensing abortion pills by mail in some states.
3: The pharmacy chain announced on Thursday it will not dispense abortion pills by mail in 20 states where Republican attorneys general have told the company it risked breaking the law. A Walgreens spokesperson said the company made the decision after receiving a letter from the attorneys general. The spokesperson said Walgreens intends to become a certified pharmacy and will dispense abortion pills only in jurisdictions where it's legal
2: ahead of the funeral this weekend of murdered bishop david o'connell in los angeles deborah castellano luboff reporting from the vatican the holy father paying special tribute to the much-loved church leader hoping his witness as a priest close to the people will have a lasting impact on the
1: community In a telegram sent on the Pope's behalf by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin, the Holy Father mourned the much-loved bishop known for being close to the people and praised his witness as a priest. Deeply saddened to learn of the untimely and tragic death of auxiliary bishop David O'Connell, His Holiness Pope Francis, the message stated, sends his heartfelt condolences and the assurance of his spiritual closeness to you, the clergy, religious, and lay faithful of the archdiocese. The Bishop's Funeral Mass will take place tomorrow, the 3rd of March.
2: Heavy snow could fall from the upper Midwest to New England, and that could happen today.
1: We have many of watches, warnings, alerts up right now. Winter weather, we do now have a winter uh, storm warning in effect for parts of the Detroit metro area. We have flood alerts from basically the
2: Missouri uh, area up into parts of Ohio. We have wind alerts. That's meteorologist Angie Lassman saying the National Weather Service is forecasting moderate to heavy snow, as you heard in our weather forecast as well, across the country from northern Illinois to New England. Also, snowfall totals of 6 to 10 inches are likely with more over higher terrain in the northeast. Meanwhile, a dangerous storm system is moving through northeast Texas. The severe weather rolling through the Dallas-Fort Worth area last night with wind gusts of 70 miles per hour and golf ball-sized hail. The National Weather Service says wind damage and down power lines were reported throughout the region and over 120,000 customers are still without power. Tornado warnings were posted across North Texas Thursday night and two twisters reported east of Dallas. Forecasters say that storm system is moving northeast, bringing the risk of high winds and tornadoes into both Louisiana and Arkansas as well. And while sunshine is back in Northern California, more rain and snow are on the way. Lead meteorologist Scott Raw with the National Weather Service says a capital city of California has been getting drenched by recent storms.
0: Downtown SAC, over the last week or so, has gotten 2.26 inches of rain. Um, Other places, of course, have gotten a lot more, especially as you climb up an elevation.
2: Pictures, by the way, posted to social media show shopping carts buried under snowdrifts at local grocery stores. The group Ann Arbor for Public Power in Michigan has held a virtual town hall after the widespread power outages in the southeastern portion of that state from last week's ice storm. They want the city of Ann Arbor to end the contract with DTE Energy and start their own municipal electric utility.
4: It's never really been more obvious than in this most recent outage just how different uh, the reliability is between public power utilities and investor-owned utilities like DTE.
2: President of the organization, Greg Woodring, says he is still without power since last week's storms, and he adds municipal utilities are less expensive and more eligible and reliable, and the Washtenaw County Board of Commissioners also voting this week to look into a countywide public power utility, 60,000 customers in Washtenaw County in southeastern Michigan, losing power last week. Mark Mayfield tells us Alex Murdoch set to be sentenced today.
3: The once wealthy, high-profile South Carolina lawyer faces 30 years to life in prison without parole after being found guilty of murdering his wife and son. He was also convicted Thursday of two counts of possession of a weapon during a violent crime. The prosecution claimed that Murdoch was about to be exposed for stealing millions from his clients and committed the murders to gain sympathy. The jury came back from deliberations within hours following weeks of testimony. Murdoch admits he lied to police about his whereabouts the night of the murders, stole money from clients, and was a drug addict. However, he insists he didn't kill his wife and son.
2: Norfolk Southern Railroad CEO Alan Sean, not present at a public meeting yesterday over last month's train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. The railroad's assistant VP for government relations was heckled while trying to answer questions. Republicans, as Lisa Taylor tells us, want to give Biden administration officials the authority to ban the Chinese-owned social media app, TikTok.
5: Republicans in committee advanced the bill,
2: but every Democrat voted against it, and Texas Congressman Michael McCall said there's some irony here. Well, I don't understand why, if we deem it's not, it's, it's dangerous enough to be taken
0: off of our phones in Congress why the Democrats would want to allow this to take place
2: on our children's phones. There's growing concern TikTok is being used by the Chinese to spy on Americans. TikTok calls the attempts to ban the app political theater. Most Americans are afraid of self-driving technology. A AAA survey shows that 68% actually fear autonomous cars. That's up 13% from last year. The director of automotive research at the auto club said the significant drop in trust for the technology is unexpected, but not surprising. And in our news segment at almost 12 minutes past the hour on a busy Friday morning, March 3rd. A new report says just 11 minutes of moderate exercise each day could lower a person's risk of premature death.
3: Researchers analyzed data from nearly 200 studies involving more than 30 million people around the world. They found that people who were moderately active for 75 minutes a week had lower risks of overall mortality, heart disease, stroke, and various cancers compared to people who were not active. Those activities were things like hiking, walking briskly, cycling to work or playing actively with their children. The researchers estimated that 1 in 10 premature deaths between the ages of 30 and 70 could have been prevented by 75 minutes a week of moderate physical activity.
2: It is a Friday during Lent, March 3rd, more specifically, 2023. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. On Fridays, we check in with Doug Keck. The inside word, what's coming up in our programming, know how to make it a great Lent versus just a good or okay Lent? Well, stay tuned right here. We've got the resources for you and then some. We'll be right back on a Friday. Stay tuned. Are you ready to spread your wings? Wings is the
1: weekly newsletter that's packed with exclusive news, program information, features, and updates of all that's going on at the Global Catholic Network. To sign up, go to EWTN.com, click subscribe, enter your name and email address, and you'll start getting your Wings every week. Get your Wings today. It's the weekly newsletter from EWTN, the Global Catholic Network.
3: Christ is the answer. With Father John Ricardo
1: in the midst of our culture today in this age of relativism, which wants to grant Jesus some significance, but not so much, so we'll give him wise man, great leader, inspiring preacher, great teacher, prophet. You don't get that option when you claim to be God. What reasons do we have to believe that he is who He said he is? And it's important again to employ the use of our reason and to understand that faith is not blind. My faith, and please God the faith of everyone here, is not blind. It rests on something rests on a number of things, not least of which is my own experience of God, but it also has something substantial which can be claimed through history. We're not talking about a galaxy long, long ago, far, far away when we talk about Jesus. We're talking about a precise moment in history which has been testified to by countless testimonies, and you and I have access to them.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot?
2: It is a Friday. We always check in with Doug Keck for great resources uh, every day of the year. And more importantly, now during Lent, if you really need great resources to help us not just have a good Lent or an okay Lent, Doug, but a great Lent. And I know there's so much great stuff going on. Thanks for joining us. Happy Friday.
3: Yes, as always. And uh, thanks to our great programming team who put the programs together in a schedule that follows the church's calendar and also for the programs that are created by John Elson's group and Peter's team and Enrique de Pratt. We've got Doctors of the Church, which we've been running as a series of individual specials. We now have enough put together to start running them as a regular series. So we'll have one running each week. A different episode airs each Friday during Lent at 5 p.m. So starting today, the first one's on St. Athanasius of Alexandria. Uh, we've also talked about working out. You know, I heard in the newscast, working out. Well, work out your salvation, the theology of faithfulness right. to daily duty. Our one and only Father Wade Menezes, oh, he's always very popular, Uh, he starts a 10-part series uh, showing how you can uh, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Yep. That's starting uh, tomorrow, and it'll be every Saturday. Uh, March 4th is tomorrow, but at 6.30 p.m. is the first one, and then it'll run thereafter. Also, one of your favorites, time again for a wolf in sheep's clothing, Ooh, all about good. Saul Alinsky and uh, and that upcoming panel on why truth doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Mr. Alinsky is a big part of that, um, that whole idea that, uh, that uh, the Franciscan and the panel you're on with uh, EWTN will be talking about. Uh, because uh, what matters is uh, the the end. The Mm -hmm. end justifies the means most of the time, as he would say. And next week we've got some new kids programming with the Roman Catholic, uh, which has to do with Lent, actually. Kids learned a little bit of why fasting is important. We also have the ends of the earth have seen his mercy. That's uh, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, with Scripture scholars taking a look at the Old and New Testament teachings relating to the Sacrament of Penance, which is also Lent-related, of course, uh, because we're supposed to think about those things and, and what we need to do better. And a new episode of a series we've been running, created out of Mother's Old Holy Hours from years and years ago, called From the Heart with Mother Angelica. And this one is on inner peace. Uh, It's a new episode, How to Find Inner Peace in God. And, of course, Mother always has such fabulous insights. And and these holy hours were particularly powerful because they were very, very prayerful. So check that out, EW10.com, On Demand, YouTube channel, all those great opportunities to catch our programming. Don't forget, from a radio and TV side, don't forget Podcast Central, the best of EW10's podcast and the best of the rest.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's so important what we do. I mean, all the resources we provide, and I, I know I sound like a, we, of course, we're old, so we say broken record. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> has any records anymore. Remember You're those dating. things that are in museums? That, well,
3: like, they're, coming, classes, they're coming that, back. They're coming back, to, I into You go into some stores. There's no CDs, but there's vinyl there's albums. Vinyl, there.
2: There. There's vinyl all records. Right. But anyway, right. oh, yeah, or as the old cliche says, you know, talking till I'm blue in the face, and you and I discuss this all the time, but I keep thinking, and I'm, I'm so honored that EW um, EWTN asked me to take part in this beautiful conference they're doing, uh, actually a week, from today. It's called uh, Journalism in a Post-Truth World. We have information on our homepage, also on the Register, and Franciscan has it on their own page as well. Franciscan University of Steubenville and EW10 are co-sponsoring this. The title itself, Doug, if you think about Journalism in a Post-Truth World, mm-hmm. and then I was talking in the first hour of my show, and I'm going to dive into this in my Fact Check Friday segment where you have this discussion taking place with these bills passing through the state and the um, uh, the House and Senate in Florida regarding the media trying to give people more recourse when they're, they're publicly defamed and what people don't realize is if someone is is, is fame, let's say, for example, with the Nicholas Sandman case is one of the most famous right. ones, that not only hurts him, which is horrific, we should all care about it because it affects another human being, but when you put out a false narrative, it affects all of us.
3: Well, there's the, there's the chill effect. That's what most of this is, is done for. If you can take somebody down who's questioning whatever the general thought is or what is being pushed, well, that scares the other people who were thinking about doing the same thing on that topic or others. So it's not just that person. That's why that person, Saul Alinsky-like, needs to be focused on, needs to be personally attacked, and then ultimately destroyed. Not defeated, ultimately destroyed, because you have to get the message to the other people who might think like that in the masses that you have no chance see mm-hmm. what we did to this person you have no chance
2: right and even in the case for example and nicholas sandman said this in this panel discussion that was held earlier this month i'm going to play some clips from it mm-hmm. uh, a little bit in a few minutes but he was talking about look i was 16 years old i didn't have a reputation yet but it was already destroyed and, you know, in terms of who i was and in my my image being put out there all over the place And and the the misinformation that everything that, that they said happened, the exact opposite happened.
3: Well, again, because we live in a world where people come in with a predisposition, like this is what reality is, this is how it always is. So we shape the facts to present that. And if somebody says, well, 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 and you say, well, maybe not in this case, it wasn't exactly right. But it's emblematic of what really is going on. So even though that particular case may not be perfectly related, it's getting across the greater truth that all of us know has to be dealt with. And so they excuse themselves with missing the facts and making up facts, because the greater story, again, that idea that the end justifies the means, that mm-hmm. we really need to deal with these these white privilege and the intersectionality and these people being taken advantage of, as they have for the last 200 years, uh, kind of a thing, um, you know, that's the message they want to get across.
2: Well, it's it's just so inconsistent. I was talking to you during the break about the uh, the election, the race in Chicago, with Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Now, when she was elected four years ago, she was claiming this was a victory for minority women, and, and she checked a lot of the boxes in terms of, you know, she uh, said it was very important for someone in the LGBT community and an African-American woman, you know, to get elected. Okay, you no, know, fine, she gets elected, and then she loses. And she says, well, people are, are going after her because of the same situation. Well, wait a minute. How can it be this is a victory and people understand and we're, and we're being more diverse and whatnot and we're, and we're, which is very important, obviously. But then how can it switch four years later because you lose? Why don't you look at what happened during your administration, especially with crime? And the media are, are supporting her in this, saying that she's right. And yet four years ago, they said this was historic.
3: Well, again, it goes back to the same thing. Situations alter cases, as they say. So when I won, um, you know, it's for a very positive reason. When I lose, it's a negative reason. One, when I win, it's because I'm wonderful and people are really open and seeing me as breaking glass ceilings. When I right. lose, it must be that the enemy got to me. Uh, and unfortunately, the, the media doesn't want to and hasn't acknowledged the level of problems inside Chicago, because it runs against the defund police narrative. Right. They're, they don't want to support the idea that regardless of who you are, you can't have the police defunded and go away uh, and wonder why people are, are committing more crimes. If you start to tell people acting out, whether it's in school or any place else or in your home, that they can get away with more Uh, Behavior that before would have been suppressed in one way or the other, they're going to push the envelope. That's how people are, because we have something called original sin. That's why we have Lent. We need to learn how to be civilized. We need to learn how to put our faith in God and follow the precepts of the church and the Ten Commandments. That's how we live in a society together. Otherwise, we go back to the caveman, and we just end up in a world where, I'm stronger than you and I will push you around and I will subjugate you as much as I can and I'll steal from you up until the point that you stop me from stealing from you because Mm -hmm. that's the basic human desire.
2: Right. And that's why it's so important to be able to have resources that we provide. And also, you know, we always say to look at everything through the lens of Scripture and the teachings of the Catholic Church, as if, you know, the Church, (laughs) the fullness of truth doesn't know anything about this, right? If you look at what the Catechism says, what Intermerifica says, all these different teachings and writings we have on the media, the Church gets it and and, and explains how important it is to use it wisely.
3: Well, here we are in Lent. Uh, Let's remind ourselves, when we read Scripture, who's the one who asked our Lord, what is truth? What is truth? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. It was Pontius Pilate, okay, the man who ultimately put him to death. So we have to think, well, the answer is Jesus Christ is truth. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. is the truth. And if you put your faith in him, you will be guided along with the truth, and you will be able to use that as a measurement and a pillar to gauge the other things people are saying. And if it lines up with our Lord's teachings, you're probably on the straight and narrow. If it's not, you have to really question these other voices.
2: That's why I think it's really important, not only that we have these alt- alternative news sources, but that we talk about this, and we're bringing in so many great speakers next weekend, and that we raise awareness. And, and this, what's cool about this journalism conference, and Matthew's going to be on again with us, Dr. Matthew Munson, next week, right. but it's open not just to journalism students and people in the industry, but to media consumers. We want media consumers there.
3: Right. Well, again, like with any consumer thing, uh, individuals who are purchasing this media, meaning consuming it, like you said, they need to understand what they're consuming. I mean, when you go to a restaurant now, they tell you how many calories are in different things and other stuff to make a better informed decision. So if you decide to eat this thing that you think because of what it is, that must be low in calories. It's a salary. It's a salad. This other thing. Oh, that must be high. You realize, oh, no. You know, it's not. Now that I know the truth, I can make a more informed decision. And that's what we need to be able to get across to people. So you understand that, you know, first of all, in life, everyone has an agenda. The question is understanding their agenda and understanding how much their agenda tends to impact what they tell you.
2: Amen. Well said, Doug. Always great to speak with you. Look forward to next week as well. Doug Keck, Chief Operating Officer and President of EWTN. Just a reminder, all the great resources for Lent and beyond, check it out, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday coming up. Catholic Church speaks truth about everything, especially when it comes to such important topics as life and the media. We'll take a look at that up next.
1: Have you been a victim of sexual abuse or assault? Are you seeking a deeper healing due to the lasting effects of that experience? Don't suffer in silence. Donna Mercy is here to help. Join other women also seeking support and healing through this 10-week online group starting March 20th from 7 to 9 p.m. To register, call 469-613-3296 or email healing at donnamercy.org. Are you looking for
0: a full or part-time office for you or your team? Suites provides workspace offices for individuals and small team businesses. WorkSuites, a new sponsor of KATH 910AM, is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Suites offices are designed to cultivate a community of professionals working together to accomplish their business goals. WorkSuites invites you to give them a call at 888-312-WORK or visit their website at worksuites.com to see if it fits your business needs.
4: If you're over the age of 18 baptized have received first communion and have not celebrated the sacrament of confirmation and wish to do so. St. Joseph Catholic Church in Richardson invites you to register for spring adult confirmation classes starting Friday, April 28th at the parish. The classes take place from 7 p.m. to 8 30 p.m. in the church facilities room 125 p.c. Confirmation will be celebrated at the Saturday Vigil of Pentecost Solemnity on May 27th. To register, email Alfredo R.S. at stjosephcc.net.
2: Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at at com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. 28 minutes past the hours of Friday. This is our Fact Check Friday, a segment I began several years ago when I noticed so much uh, misinformation, lies, falsehoods being put out there and trying to help people discern properly. So I want to start out by by telling you what we're going to be discussing, obviously. We've got this situation down in Florida where there is a law that has been moving through the State House and Senate there. The attempt is, those who are sponsoring it, to make the media more responsible and to really highlight how the average person has little hope against a big media conglomerate even a local newspaper or tv station if they want to sue or go after that outlet for defamation of character and how difficult it's becoming and how the media are taking advantage of that as doug just explained to us in our previous segment here on a friday morning edition of catholic connection so the governor of florida ron DeSantis, held a panel discussion on this a few weeks ago this is early in february and you can find it on his website i would highly recommend that you watch this it's only about an hour long and if you are at all concerned about the media if you're at all concerned about media consumption and this would be a good thing for you to do during lent when we really look ourselves in the mirror and say how much of this do i allow to form me in my opinions i deal with this all the time where people hear something in the secular media and they still think heaven forbid it's gospel So there's this discussion out there, and it looks like DeSantis is going to sign this measure. Uh, We'll give you an update as soon as we hear any new, new information. But I want to start out with, in addition to explaining what we're talking about this morning and these efforts going on in Florida to hold the media accountable, what does the church say about all this? That's where we should always begin everything. What does the church, what does Jesus have to say, as Doug said earlier, right? So let's take a look, shall we, at the Catechism of the Catholic Church and think about this when I share with you this information from this panel discussion and this discussion on this law uh, that's being proposed in Florida. This starts with paragraph 2493, the use of social communications media. This is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Within modern society, the communications media play a major role in information, culture, promotion, and formation. This role is increasing as a result of technological progress, the extent and diversity of the news transmitted, and the influence exercised on public opinion. Paragraph 2494, the information provided by the media is at the service of the common good. Society has a right to information based on truth, freedom, justice, and solidarity. The proper exercise of this right demands that the content of communication be true and within the limits set by justice and charity complete. Further, it should be communicated honestly and properly. This means that in the gathering and in the publication of news, the moral law and legitimate rights of dignity of man should be upheld. This should be in every newsroom because this is not about religion here. Well, it is because of the dignity of the human person, but this is the way the media are supposed to operate. Give us the truth and then let us decide. So this panel discussion really was quite fascinating. So you had all these different people from different walks of life who were greatly impacted by the media to the point of, their reputations being destroyed in some cases it was a situation for example i don't have time to play this clip the lawyer representing a doctor a pediatrician who lost his practice based on false reports done by particular networks let's start out with the governor ron DeSantis and why he's doing this and look i'm not a lawyer that's not my area of expertise but i do think that this discussion is a worthwhile one to have Especially when you look at what the founding fathers, which we'll get to in a minute, had in mind when it came to the First Amendment, freedom of religion and the press. Ron DeSantis talking about why they are doing this and why this has to be discussed. We're going to roll the tape.
0: At the end of the day, what I think they fought for is to hold these big media companies accountable. For their actionable lies and you know it's one thing to say what you want and and truth and that's fine and the truth isn't always a comfortable but when you're knowingly putting out false information and indeed I'd say these companies are probably the leading purveyors of disinformation in our entire society right now uh, there needs to be an ability for people to defend themselves not through government regulation or restriction but through being able to seek private right of action.
2: One of the reasons why many people do not sue, even if their lives have been greatly impacted, is because of the cost of the litigation involved. It can take years and years and years for one of these cases to go through the courts. And the media, unfortunately, many in the media, not all, but many know this, and they take advantage of it on a regular basis. And I witness this from time to time in my career as a news person, and I write about it in my first book, Noise, if you're interested in learning more about specific cases that I saw. Let's go back, shall we, a few years ago the end of the day of the March for Life, and Nicholas Sandman, who was immediately accused by the majority of the media, even many, I'm sorry to say, in conservative and even Catholic circles, of being this horrible, arrogant young man who was being very mean to various activists, including a Native American activist. So a very, very short, short clip was released on social media that fateful day at the end of the March for Life where he was sitting there with this other... Catholic high school students from Covington Catholic high school in Kentucky waiting for a bus and then all heck breaks loose so the clip that they showed was only one side and everybody who was on social media weighing in for the most part was judging this young man Uh, there were calls for violent reaction in many cases it was just awful and his life was forever changed. Listen to what Nicholas Sandman on this panel discussion had to say
4: For me
0: the uh, biggest Uh, problem with what the media did to me was when we talk about defamation we talk about ruining
4: a reputation in my case I didn't have a reputation to ruin I hadn't started any kind of professional career I didn't
0: have a job yet I hadn't begun my life and already they had predetermined what I was supposed to be so that's why I'm here today and that's why uh, we need to look at defamation.
2: He's still fighting in the courts. He's won a few cases. He's lost some as well, a few steps forward, a few steps back. Now, I hate to see everything go to litigation. It's, everybody runs to the courts. I'm not saying that that's the answer, but I'm saying this issue has to be examined because the media, as Doug and I were just talking about, they don't want to look themselves in the mirror. They don't want to see what has been happening over and over and over again because they are so interested in advocacy, not journalism. And that's not what journalism is meant to be. You remember the documentary or so-called documentary that Katie Couric did on the uh, gun rights movement a few years ago? Uh, Among those interviewed Dennis O'Connor, Virginia Citizens Defense League. They lost their case for defamation of character, by the way, and he talks about this on this panel discussion. He actually, what happened was, is when Katie Couric was doing this report, when they were taping it, Katie and the crew told the people, the several people that were on this panel, that they needed to recalibrate the equipment so everyone needed to sit there and just be quiet and don't say anything. And so that's pretty uncomfortable when you're told just to be quiet. When they were asked on tape about gun rights and felons, everyone on the panel responded and had very lively and very strong reactions to it. However, that's not what ended up airing. Take a listen. When that question was asked,
0: there was an immediate six minutes of aggressive countering to the premise and answering the question, followed by another three minutes of back and forth with, with Katie Couric. That was never shown in the, document, the documentary. Uh, what was spliced in was that nine-minute pause at the beginning before anything happened when everybody was cast in sinister shadows and, and, and looking, averting their eyes like trapped rats that couldn't answer a simple
2: question. Thus the reason we are having this powerful, powerful, one of the reasons, this conference next weekend, right? Journalism in a post-truth world. Check it out on our website at EWTN.com. Also, Franciscan University has it on their homepage. Now more than ever, we need to discuss and answer this question, as Doug said earlier, what is truth? And secondly, why in the world is it not being reported often enough? We'll be right back.
1: Catholic Daughters and Capel are hosting their second annual Spring Market on March 25th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at St Anne Parish. Kick off your bunny slippers and hop on over with your gal pals for a day of shopping extravaganza. They will have a family Easter basket raffle, fresh baked treats, and unique items for family, friends, and home. Save the date, March 25th at 700 East Sandy Lake Road, under the clock tower. See you there.
6: Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. With praise and thanksgiving to Almighty God, the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth announces
4: the transitional diaconate ordination mass of Eric H. Flores and Benjamin H. Grothaus on Saturday, March 25th at 10 a.m. at St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Flower Mound. All are invited to attend this special event for the Diocese of Fort Worth. Please contact the vocations office at 817-945-9321 for more information or questions. Hello, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline, owner of Mid-Cities Dental and
3: a parishioner at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in Colleyville. We have been joyfully treating patients in our Catholic community for many years. We're truly blessed to be serving the people of our area and proud to be a sponsor of this great radio station, KATH 910 AM. If you're in need of dental care or would like a second opinion, you can reach us online at midcitiesdental.com.
1: Dr. Ray Garendi, what's looking back at you at age 22? What do you hope to say about that child at age 22? If you're content to say, "Well, the way kids are turning out nowadays," counting my blessings, parole officer says one of the nicest children he has. Or would you rather say he's one in a hundred? Morals, compassion, seeks God. Are you prepared to be a one in a hundred parent then? You can't parent like the bulk of parents anymore you will supervise far higher you will screen out toxic media sewage at a rate unlike all of your friends perhaps your family no guarantees as to what will be looking back at you at age 22 but you want to be able to say i think he's one in a hundred then you be a one in a hundred parent
2: Minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Unfortunately, our guest uh, has disappeared. We can't find Father Toops. He was scheduled, but hey, some things happen. Sometimes people forget. Uh, That's fine. Things happen. It's live radio. So this gives me an opportunity to continue a little bit more of the discussion we've been having and why it's so very important. I do want you to go back to, and this would be a great little Lenten exercise, to go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2493, on the use of social communications media. I ended with paragraph 2494. Let's go to 2495. And if you're just joining us, by the way, in the last segment, and also we discussed it with Doug Keck in our uh, Inside Words segment at 15 minutes past the hour, we're talking about this law that is moving through uh, the government or moving through the House and the Senate in Florida regarding, hopefully, what they're trying to do, they say, is to make the media more accountable. Now, there's a lot of discussion going on. And much of the negativity is actually coming from the media because I think they're very scared. A lot of it has to do with anonymous sources. One of the measures in this law, and I think in both of the measures, one put forth by the Senate there in Florida and also the House, would really question anonymous sources. If anyone knows anything about journalism, and if you go to any professional journalism organization or to any think tank, when they talk about anonymous sources, even though they don't do this any longer – They stress that anonymous sources should be the last resort. And why is that? Because anonymous sources mean that you can say someone said anything about anyone, and it happens repeatedly. So paragraph 2495 says in the Catechism of the Catholic Church on Social Use of Communications, it is necessary that all members of society meet the demands of justice and charity in this domain. They should help through the means of social communication in the formation and diffusion of sound public opinion. Solidarity is a consequence of genuine and right communication and the free circulation of ideas that further knowledge and respect for others. 2496, the means of social communications, especially the mass media, and this is where we all come in to play here, brothers and sisters. And this is why the conference we're doing next weekend journalism in a post-truth world is so important you can watch it online if you can't make it to Washington it's a great event it's gonna be held at the Bible Museum which is awesome in itself you should go there and go to the conference then hang out a few days and go walk through the museum it's phenomenal but it's so important so this conference and Matthew is gonna be on Dr. Bunsen is gonna be on with us next week talking more about it along with Catherine Jean Lopez one of the speakers this conference is not just for journalism students and people in the media it's for media consumers My husband even signed up for it because he's very interested in it. Ten bucks to sign up for the conference online. The means of social communications, especially the mass media, can give rise to a certain passivity among users, making them less than vigilant consumers of what is said or shown. Users should practice moderation and discipline in their approach to the mass media. They will want to form enlightened and correct consciences the more easily to resist wholesome Influences, unwholesome influences. By the very nature of their profession, journalists have an obligation to serve the truth and not offend against charity in disseminating information. Hello. They should strive to respect with equal care the nature of the facts and the limits of critical judgment concerning individuals. They should not stoop to defamation. As far as I'm concerned, this should be up in every single newsroom. Because this is what journalism is supposed to be about. Truth and putting real information out there not making the stories up or going out having an idea which is called confirmation bias I see this a certain way and I'm going to go out and find all the sources that confirm that as opposed to saying okay this is a story we're going to go out and at least attempt a level of objectivity to try to get various sides of any issue that's reporting not advocacy but reporting Forty-four minutes past the hour. Yay! We found our guest, Father Tubes. Thanks for joining us. We got worried. We couldn't find you. Everything okay? Yeah, uh,
0: uh, a UFO. It sucked me up out of my morning <laughs> and I just got back to Earth. And um, yeah, they were. They were. They Those were aliens. I'm telling back. you. Let me tell you. Artificial
2: life forms up there. What's going on? My goodness. <laughs> well, listen. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, even though we have we have about ten minutes, so I think we'll we'll have a good discussion. Yeah. So, what I love about about your resource is that it reminds us that God is a God of U turns. Correct?
0: Yes, 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 yes. I don't know any of us who have um, have had life unfold perfectly, and um, uh, God is is able to pivot with us at all times. he's able to redirect us sometimes even when we try to redirect him. But, uh, yes, it's about a God who is faithful and who's always with us.
2: All right, so uh, we're talking with Father Mark Toops, and the book is The Ascension Lenten Companion. So kind of walk us through the companion, Father, if you would.
0: It's designed to help us kind of go on retreat in the midst of busy life. I know that a lot of us in the Lenten season, as we uh, commit to prayer, uh, alms, and fasting, are looking for something that can help us pray. And so the, the companion is designed to help the reader kind of not only go on retreat in the midst of busy life and direct them in their prayer, but uh, what excites me is it's also designed specifically to help them uh, gain a new appreciation for the readings at Mass on Sunday. Uh, many times when I've written books for the liturgical season, it, it starts on Sunday and ends on Saturday, right? We go through the weeks of the liturgical cycle, but in the Companion, we actually start, you might say, on Thursday, and we end on Wednesday. And on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what we're doing is we're beginning to peek ahead and look at the readings that you're going to have at Mass on the weekend, uh, praying with those readings, becoming more familiar with them. And then on Sunday through Wednesday, we're unpacking what you heard at Mass on Wednesday. So not only is it a resource that is going to help people pray their way through Lent, but it's also, for many people, going to dramatically impact the way that they experience uh, the Word of God as well as the Eucharist on Sunday Mass.
2: So, is this new, or is this something that you've had available as a resource? Has it been updated? If it is, if it has been, yeah. Available so what,
0: what we did is we uh, we had we had Year A as the first installment of the right. companion, and um, and every year we get feedback from our readers, and uh, we're able to include some of those edits in Year B and C, and uh, as um, every year unfolds and we get more feedback, we, we make further edits. And um, the response to year A was so was, was so beautiful. I, I wanted to include some of the new wrinkles uh, that we learned in year B and C into year A. So year A is uh, it's a rewrite of the original with a lot uh, more uh, in the meditations and some of the things that we have found helpful uh, to our readers in the past, like guided meditations and things like that.
2: What do you think today, Father, as a priest? And I know you also work with priests as well in terms of their formation. But what do you see in terms of the uh, parishioners, uh, uh, the laity, but also those who are in seminary? We think our biggest challenges today, this year during Lent, are right now.
0: That's a great question. I um, uh, let me let me let me start with priests, and um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. I, I think that. Um, uh, in, in my parish on Sunday right now, I am not only using the companion as a resource for the parish, but I'm doing a series, uh, throughout Lent on the seven deadly sins and the, the virtues that the Lord can bless us with to counteract those vices. And, uh, I've been sitting all week long in preparation for, um, some preaching this Sunday on, uh, the, the, the deadly sin of ascidia. And, uh, I think In my experience, what plagues most priests during Lent is um, being too busy, Mm -hmm. and and I'm not saying busy with the wrong with with the right things. I think sometimes we're just busy um, because we have um, we have let the the pace of the culture influence the pace with which we live our priesthood. And if uh, if the priest himself is is too busy, then the same thing happens to him that happens to all of us: is we don't have time. To, to receive in prayer, or we just don't have time for prayer. And uh, th- there is extraordinary grace during Lent uh, happening in people's lives, as well as as we get closer to Holy Week. And if the priest himself is just too busy, um, again, not about the things that God wants him to do, but just about, I don't think he's going to miss out on those graces. And and I think that's the same thing with the lady. I think we've lost the art of living. I think we've. Um, yeah, I just think that life is getting um, inordinately too fast uh, for us in the way that God designed us to live.
2: Why do you think we're so consumed with that and not being able to slow down? Is it because we don't want to look in the mirror? What, what is that part of it?
0: Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. I think there is a, I think there is a fear of, um, of, of, of paying attention to things within. Uh, I think we've also become conditioned. Um, you know, I, um, I, I'm trying to use my, my, my phone less and less for anything that's just not a phone. Cause every time it dings and every notification and every, um, reminder from my phone to me that there's something happening there, then I'm less attentive to what's happening in me. Right. So I think that we live in a world that is conditioned us to be outside of ourselves rather than paying attention to what's inside uh, of us. So. I think that, and I just think that, um, I call it FOMO, like the fear of missing out. Like there's always something else I can be doing, that, and that maybe that would make me happy, rather than um, experiencing the peace and the blessedness that comes from, uh, I think, a, a natural rhythm of life, and, and the Lord Jesus himself with us
2: do we give up too soon? Let's say if we, we come up with our, our Lenten exercises and we're really gung-ho in the beginning and then and then we fall, you know, and, and, and we think, oh, no, I, I just might as well give up. I, I always think about what St. Teresa of Avila said, my favorite saint to her sisters, when they would come out of confession. She'd say, daughters, begin again.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to answer that question because I am perfect and I've always had a perfect life. <laughs> You know, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I hear other people talking about it. And them. you're so
2: humble. I even think you're more humble know. than Dr. Ray Garanti. I'm <laughs> telling you about
0: hey, it. Hey, it happens to all of us. It happens to me. I, what I often tell people is, you know, so many times you come charging up to you stay excited, and man, it's the second we can learn, and you've already broken our fast, or life happens, right, and we get distracted, and um, we get pulled away from our, our, our commitments, and And, you know, if we don't catch that, then we kind of look into the fourth week of rent. And by the time Holy Week is is there, I think a lot of us feel defeated. And, uh, yeah, the same thing I tell people every day is a new day. Um, when I woke up this morning here on Friday, March the 3rd, I can't do anything about what happened, um, on the days previous, but, but Mm -hmm. I can make a recommitment today to be with the Lord and and because he's a God of the present moment. And um I, I don't think he keeps score with our, our Lenten penances. Uh, what I do believe is that God wants to be with us all things. And, and so if there's anybody out there who has been struggling with Lenten so far, my encouragement to him is just to start all over and uh, know that God's with him right there.
2: Awesome. And again, I want to remind folks, it's the Ascension Lenten Companion Year A, the journal for 2023. It's available now from our friends at Ascension Press, ascensionpress.com. Father, thank you so much. And could you close us in a prayer for all those maybe who are having some issues with Lent and, and feeling, you know, pretty down in the dumps because maybe they're not doing as well as they hoped.
0: Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love, love you. Thank you for the gift of life in this season of Lent and uh, for the fact that you are God who is always taking the initiative to reach out to us. And for all of our listeners who may need you more today than ever, we ask that you would pour forth your blessings upon them, reach out to them, and remind them that as you start today anew, that you're inviting them to start this day anew. May your kingdom come and your will be done in all of our lives, and we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And And God bless us today, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Thank you, Father, for the resources for your priesthood and for all the gifts you give us in the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Again, we've been talking with Father Mark Toops about the Ascension Lenten Companion, Year A, Journal 2023, ascensionpress.com. We'll be right back. Let you know it's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned.
3: Save the date. Saturday, August 26th is the day, and Birmingham, Alabama is the place for the 2023 EWTN Family Celebration. We're celebrating Mother Angelica's love for the Eucharist and join us to mark the centennial year of Mother's birth. Make your plans now to attend this free event. More details coming soon at our Family Celebration webpage, EWTN.com slash Family Celebration. Hi, I'm
4: Dr. Greg
1: Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. Want a better family life this Lent? Join the Catholic
2: Home 40 Days for Families Challenge.
4: Lent calls us to do more to share God's love with others. The best place to start doing that is in our families.
2: Go to catholichom.com to download the premium version of the Catholic Home app. Use the promo code AVE for 50% off the first month.
4: Discover how God wants to transform your family life this Lent with the 40 Days for Families Challenge at catholichom.com. This
2: program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. MyLifeAngels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I just want to remind you to check it out this weekend. If you know anyone who might be interested in journalism, especially journalism students, to please find out about our powerful conference that we're having, EWTN and Franciscan University of Steubenville co-hosting this very important event. And it's going to be taking place next Saturday at the Bible Museum in D.C., but also available online as well. You can Google Journalism in a Post-Truth World. You'll find it at the homepage of the Franciscan website, franciscan.edu, and also on many of our pages at EWTN.com. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao.
1: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic
2: Connection is a co production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruczek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's ave Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.
3: 24 hour a day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
6: Irish eyes are smiling on Bella House, a faith-based home for pregnant women, and all KETH 910 AM listeners are invited to celebrate the gift of life, St. Patrick, and family at St. Rita Parish's Sweeney Hall on Saturday, March 18th from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come enjoy delicious food from McGuire's Restaurant, live Irish music from the Beyond the Pale Band, plus Irish dancing. Tickets can be purchased at bellahouse.org slash irish. That's bellahouse.org slash irish. Hello,
4: I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100.
3: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco Dallas Fort Worth Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.